0: Welcome to the Eurovision Division Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about all 39 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I'm your host, Jeroen.
1: And I am your birthday girl, Mira. Hey, happy birthday! It's not my birthday yet, but, well, we, are, it. but, but we are recording at like 11 p.m. the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. So... We always record for a very long time, and you cut, like, half of what we say out.
0: Uh, Sometimes. (laughs)
1: Sometimes. So, if we hit midnight on the podcast, we do have to make a big deal out of it. Yeah. At least, like, I'm gonna be making a big deal out of it, and you can't stop me.
0: I, I know that's true.
1: You're gonna have to sing the birthday song to me. And I know... That in the previous episode of this podcast, I said that the birthday song is my least favorite song on earth (laughs) Because, (laughs) because it sings to an audience. Yeah. But How do I relate to the happy birthday song? How is it about me? Well, it'll be But it'll be about me.
0: It'll be about you.
1: I am that annoying person that always does the harmony on the happy birthday we song. Bo-
0: we both we are We both are. Everyone, Our families hate it. Everyone who hears it like looks at us and laughs because they've never heard the harmony before, which is not true because we've been doing it for years now. But they're always <laughs> just always like,
1: such a surprise.
0: They're always so surprised. And they they do seem to find it funny, but I'm just like, no, this is a good harmony. The happy birthday harmony is really good.
1: Babe, what is this podcast about?
0: Well, I have listened to every song in this year's Eurovision Song Contest multiple times before, but on this podcast, you hear them for the very first time. For
1: the very first time. And we've added a new element, which is the Spotify playlist. Yeah. In which I get... A playlist curated by you of all the songs that I am allowed to listen to now. Yeah, right, because
0: one listen is not enough to really form an opinion of a song.
1: You are so right about Portugal. Mm-hmm. Like, now that I re listened to it, without the awful, awful man in the video in front of my own two eyes, um, I can imagine, like, a Joni Mitchell type, not mm-hmm. actually Joni Mitchell, but a Joni Mitchell type, singing this song. And it's good now.
0: Yeah, but it's weird how that is. Yeah,
1: but the second I catch a glimpse of the man, I wish to leave this earth. I I ascend to the heavens, rapture style, leaving only my clothes behind. And you know now I know like what are my skip songs, the songs that I'm not interested in, and Mm -hmm. what I'm what are my favorites. And I gotta say, I'm I have to simp for Vincent every time. I'm simping for Vincent.
0: Yeah, Bueno is 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 staying is staying Vincent for you
1: on the t- hippity top of my ranking. This is, is uh, amen.
0: This is bold, but like I respect your commitment.
1: It's it's just a song that does everything right. It does everything right. There's no notes. And there's I many know that notes, when we, there's many notes that he sings, but I know that we said like, "Oh, it's a competent song," and that's often a negative thing when we say it. But like, no, it's very, very competent, mm-hmm. and it just mm, works on every level. Uh, that being said, another competent song that, upon re-listen, I'm just completely not into is Jimacas, and I know that's apparently. A controversial opinion, because I was scrolling through Facebook today, which
0: I shouldn't do. (laughs) I mean, you're allowed to use social media, right? Yeah,
1: but I shouldn't, because Facebook is a bad website. Oh,
0: right, okay, yeah, for different reasons. I
1: was on Facebook.com, and I saw an article from Pink News uh, saying that Je Macasse is tipped to win this year.
0: Yeah, what? Like I like I said earlier, I thought it would be funny if I just didn't tell you that.
1: I would have preferred not knowing that because um, literally this entire week I've been texting you while you were at work, disturbing you from your work, just saying I just don't like it. I just don't like Jimincaz.
0: Yeah, but like to, it just doesn't do anything to an me. alarming degree, almost. I mean, I'm not like I'm not like saying you need an intervention, but it is like. It does seem to bother you.
1: It bothers me. Like, at this point, I'm like, hate listening to it to figure out what it is that I don't like about it. Yeah. And I can't figure it out. I just
0: really don't like it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, the more you listen to it, the firmer that opinion gets. Um, I will confess, I haven't listened to it all too many times. Like, it's not a song that I go to either, right? There's a couple that I have, like... Listen to Divorced from their Eurovision Song Contest Context. I will listen to Manuskin's buoni Yeah, because it
1: fucking rules. It
0: rules. It's the best song. It's the best song in this year's contest by far.
1: I agree. As and a, so is as, Amen. As, as a song. <laughs> yeah, it's really, really good. And with Jim Grass, I'm just... One thing that bothers me about it, and it's a very small grievance, but it's, you know, the the nail in the coffin of the song for me. And right. it's such a nitpicky, like pedantic thing. Is she goes, baby, it's not a maybe. Yeah. But then afterwards, she goes, I'm not your baby. So it's like, you're allowed to say baby, but he's not allowed to say baby too? It, I it's, feel like like, it's sort of
0: like an ironic baby, you know? Like
1: I know, and again, this it's is like, the smallest little grievance I have. It's kind of like... And I will
0: accept that I'm wrong. I think it's kind of like, baby? You know, like, oh. you like, Like, imagine that she is being called baby by someone. And she retorts by going... Baby,
1: yeah. See, you saying that you like explaining that makes me feel like when um we we have a friend who like will explain any like plot hole in a movie by being like, oh well, no, because actually, um culturally the the Hutt, the Jabba the Hut's people have this thing <laughs> in another like novelization of Star Wars or like oh, but maybe it the, the plot hole is explained by something like that, and we're just like, no, it's just bad writing. It's not that
0: deep. I'm not saying anything deep. The song is explicitly about a guy who keeps buying her drinks, and she is not, like, consenting to go any further than that. The song is explicitly about a guy trying to hit on her. So reading it as... Ironic baby response, like I'm saying, <laughs> is not a reach. I think that's literally what the text is. Just... I'm not inventing, like, backstory here <laughs> that we need to have for the song to make sense. And it's just like, you should have read the comics. Like, it's not... <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, the Destiny You should have <laughs> read
0: the Destiny Extended Universe, yeah.
1: It, I, I shouldn't let it bother me this much. Because it's a fine song it's okay but it does the thing that is to me especially in this year's eurovision the most heinous sin that anyone that any song can commit especially this year and that is it bores me
0: yeah man i can't say anything about that like that's
1: but that's just me that's you i just I wasn't upset when I saw, like, oh, it's the obvious winner this year. Like, maybe not the obvious winner, but, like, a lot of people think this is gonna win. That didn't upset me, per se, because I know it's a fine, fun song that a lot of people will like. But it did upset me, obviously, because I'm not going on this rant about it now. It did upset me because I was just like, there's such, so much more interesting stuff going on this year. And you're going for this? This is the winner for you?
0: I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I i mean, I'm not saying it. I know. It's wild, because we started this year of doing the podcast with me basically, like, saying, I don't really care so much about, like, you know, who's tipped to win. And I believe I kind of said that because I was like, I don't really want to get into, like, whether it's Malta or Switzerland or whatever. It's like, I don't really love these songs. but There's a lot in here that there is to like. And... Now we have gone on 10 minutes talking about, like, songs we don't like.
1: I'm sorry. This is why, you know, the Eurovision fandom and all the statistics and what's going on is your purview (laughs) and not mine. Because if I, like, catch wind of any of it, I spiral. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to talk about new songs. Thank you. I want to talk about new songs that I will like Or hate and then I'll go on a rant about that.
0: So what are we what are we doing today?
1: I seem to recall that there is a category called women. Well, I mean it's it's like it's like women. It's
0: like it's like woman, you know? Oh woman,
1: not women, just
0: woman. It's yeah, it's like it's like woman, you know? Woman? Like like woman. I like women. (laughs) <laughs> hey. Hey,
1: we all know I like women on this podcast. How many of these songs are performed by men? None. Hey, how many of these songs are written by men?
0: Uh, oh, interesting. Um there does appear to be a writing credit for a man on all of these.
1: Yeah, huh? Uh
0: there's but there's definitely also women. Credited for all of these as well.
1: Okay, this is all very promising in that case. So that's fine.
0: I think I'd like to start with uh, our most distant country, the far-off Australia.
1: Australia!
0: Uh, now, sadly, I have to preface this with, with bad news. Oh, no! Um, like I said in the previous episode, all of the delegations have recorded, like, backup performances in the event that they cannot travel to Rotterdam.
1: Oh, uh, they can't ro- travel yeah, to Rotterdam um, anyway. <laughs> Montaigne
0: will not be able to travel to Rotterdam was recently confirmed. Uh, it was still up in the air... Um, because, you know, people for, for, for sport, like, sporting teams are able to, to travel in certain cases. Uh, so, there's a bit of, there's a bit of, like, a, a, for culture, you cannot send a group I mean, of people. that's
1: been the entire past year.
0: No, for sure, but it it's just, like, like kind oh, of flaring up once again. It we just need
1: to get football back, and all and like, the I theaters really, are just empty.
0: I really don't care. I really don't give a shit about football. Like, I'll... I'll enjoy it when it's on and because of, the, because of the spirit, but it's not something that I miss in any capacity. Uh, but the, the good news, of course, is that even, even with the inability to travel, there will be a performance to be shown at Eurovision. Uh, so just in case that someone from another delegation can't travel to Rotterdam either, they will also have a backup video like this one.
1: Okay, I was hoping for Montaigne hologram performance, but that's not an option. No. Like a live hologram um, with a wolf.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what she did on, on her, uh, her backup performance. Uh, the interesting thing is that these were shot a bit in advance, so they were, like, monitored while shooting. Everyone got, like, three real takes, and then they got to choose, like one, like, three takes in an hour, and you choose the one you want to go with, which is a good, good, uh, good I system. Like that system. Uh, but they were shot a little bit in advance and in a lot of cases like helped the delegation also figure out like, oh, we don't want to do this exactly for Eurovision or like, we want to change it up, so it was pretty good. It's it's like a mystery. Um, they they may be really different performances from what they were going to do in Ahoy in Rotterdam. So one so far that we know is not going to make it, but the song is going to be there, and we're going to watch the music video. Uh, it is it is a live performance at a funnily at a sports stadium in Australia because you know events were able to be to be held. At sports stadiums, sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. Within one's own country. This mm. is also about international travel, which which complicates things. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, performing Technicolor, it's Montaigne.
1: But we got Grace! Technicolor, mm-hmm. like what's the connection with from the world word Technicolor to all of the other words in the song?
0: <laughs> okay, what what is what does Technicolor mean to you? Like what what Isn't is that, that? Like
1: a kind of TV resolution, not
0: resolution, but like it's a it's a movie procedure. It's a movie uh, procedure, uh, for, right? For early like film with color. It was essentially it, it's like it's like overlaying different colored film strips onto one another to get a fully colored film picture, uh, and the Technicolor process allowed like certain certain colors to be really saturated. Mm-hmm. So it it also was a very early way of like doing really elaborate color grading. So the reason that like Wizard of Oz looks drastically different from Singing in the Rain, they're both Technicolor films but their color palette was just really bold because of the process that the film went through to give it color. Ooh, uh, someone so it's, went to
1: film school! Yeah, <laughs> it's,
0: it's extremely sick, but it's also a look uh, and, and specifically a, a physical technique that cannot really be done anymore. The machines that make Technicolor film don't really exist or work anymore or aren't maintained. I looked it up and there is a Technicolor facility in the town where we grew up. No fucking way. But I don't think it ever really treated like film. It now currently is just kind of like like a content distribution is it kind of Arfa No, like, no, no. Technicolor. Like Technicolor. Technicolor is a brand, brand name. name. Yes. Um,
1: so this song isn't even allowed
0: well, yes it is, because <laughs> it's the kind of brand that got uh, so, like, you know, synonymous with those kinds of colors. And more, more importantly, the song is called Technicolor, with O-U.
1: Oh! Technicolor
0: is an American brand, therefore Technicolor is written without a U.
1: Montaigne, slipping through those loopholes, I don't got if, I don't know it. if it
0: would have been a problem. Um, I think the usage of the word Technicolor to mean just, like, you know, a bold... Uh, a bold array of colors We're and different out in people. Color. It's like everyone, like all people of all. Oh, you know, all stars and stripes. Every. <laughs> all stars and
1: stripes. You <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Mitsuki and the Diamonds song.
0: Yeah, that's exactly. You, you nailed it. You got it in one. You did, you did, you did exactly, you said exactly what you had to say.
1: Yeah, next song. Uh, <laughs> no, done. but like,
0: I'll, I'd like to go into that some more. <laughs> because.
1: It starts out as Mitski, yeah. and then it goes into Marina and the Diamonds.
0: Not quite, but yes.
1: And like, I, yeah. it's like, I like it. It's Good, but yeah. I don't think those two styles mesh yes. very well. There's
0: something there where you're like, ooh, does, that, does yeah. that work?
1: I don't like going from class of 2013 into...
0: <laughs> bubblegum bitch? Bubblegum bitch! It's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not bubblegum bitch. It's very... This is like, you know, this is hyper-pop. This is very, yeah, very bold and colorful, which is great. Um, I love that about it. Uh, like that aspect. Oh yeah, of it. Like, for sure. Okay, great. However, it starts like you say. It starts very Mitsky adjacent, and I just feel like the promise that is made to me in the first line of the song. I want to be close to my mother. Never delivered on. I'm just like, whoa. Okay, you 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 said something there, and I want to see where that thought goes.
1: And then it goes into girls can do whatever,
0: and that's <laughs> whatever. Also, <laughs>
1: yeah, and that's so disappointing. We can do whatever. Just hitting me right in the chest with I want to be close to like me personally sure, and yeah. my mother problems. Just hitting me in the chest with that. And then yeah, going into Yeah, girl power. <laughs> hey, come on. I do I I think this this I song mean, I I specifically talked about it's a reference class of twenty thirteen yeah. because of that. Because it's Mom, will you wash my hair this once? It's so You did it in the first line! Yeah,
0: it's 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 that kind of specific vulnerability that we like that we have said oh, we many times that, that we love it's why like it's why we are so big on Mitski but yeah like that that first line and i think a lot of the verses even in that second verse that's a lot more like girl power i do still think there's like okay there's something there i don't know if it is a disconnect between like yeah the 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 very simple chorus and the slightly more layeredness of the verses to me, it's the fact that in writing, she had two different goals.
1: There are two wolves inside of you. One of them is Mitski, and one of them is, is Marina. Marina.
0: Yeah, like, it's just two ideals for a song that don't really line up, I think. And that's a shame, because I do think that this is two good songs. This is
1: two extremely good songs that just don't work as that one song. draw,
0: like, kind of pull each other down a little bit
1: well i'm not saying the song doesn't work i i like this song yeah no, no i don't think i'm complete... ever
0: gonna skip this this is... no i don't think you will either i haven't i i this is like i was saying this is one of the songs that i've sought out to listen to because i do want to figure out what works about it for me this is one that i like listening to because there is something here that i really really like hearing and yet i've find myself stumbling over certain parts, which is why I'm going on this like this frantic rant trying to explain how no, I feel yeah, about that,
1: it. It's the sudden shock of hearing the line, everything is so frustrating. It's just like, oh, but that's not good. That's not...
0: Specific. That's. Everything is frustrating, is like. Well, yeah, sure. Like, of course. If you were. I'm I'm listing frustrating things. Yeah. Like, yeah, keep keep listing it.
1: I'm, in my mind, just putting that against Mitsuki's fuck you and your money.
0: Well, sure. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, well, that explains. That is the same feeling that this is trying to convey. And it just. Is the thing that you scream in the shower. But everything is so frustrating yeah. is like To me, like well, I'll where, still sing
0: it in the shower. Yeah, I won't scream it. Yeah, where everything connects is that this is about like she says, I um I want to be close to my mother, I want to belong to the world, a mirror that shows technicolor, I'll be a magnificent girl.
1: Awesome. It's very much Fantastic. like
0: it's it's very much like, okay, I it's about like you know, the expectations, right? The like the like how can I be the, the person I want to be. Can I look into a mirror and see a world reflected back at me that is diverse, that is bright and colorful and positive? How and can that I al-
1: look like Judy Garland?
0: And that allows me to go from all of these desires that are exacerbated by, like, living in a COVID world where, like, you might not be able to see your mother. How can you go from that, uh, everything is so frustrating that you just summarize it as like, oh, it sucks, go into... Well, but okay,
1: everything's cool and I'm powerful. This
0: is what I'm seeing in the mirror, right? It's yeah. like the, the, the choruses are, that's what she's seeing in the mirror. That's the technicolor world. We're technicolor, you know, we can do whatever. It's just like, yeah, but the, you the, are showing me that like the perfect ideal world in the mirror isn't quite as interesting as like... The, voicing the specific frustrations
1: I think but this I'm not song saying like- I
0: don't like positive songs about standing together and being like girl superheroes you know like that's great
1: yeah it's it's this this hints at a song that then ends with but I still I'm still not close to my mother and I still have a zit and I'm still lazy and I still hate many of my friends
0: yeah, but it never says that.
1: But it never goes back to because a girl looking into the mirror. Want manner.
0: to right? It's it's trying to like move past all of these things that are frustrating. It's,
1: yeah, but that's not empowering.
0: That's interesting. Yeah, I mean that might yeah that might be so. I find I find it difficult. I find this a difficult one because I do like it. But I can see where it, like, uh, has its its, its flaws and where it falls a little short sometimes, too.
1: The girl power thing is extremely powerful and potent when you're a little girl. And you're just like, boy said I couldn't do something because I'm a girl. And then you hear a song that's like, you can do whatever if you're a girl. And you're like, fuck yeah. And then you're what time is it okay then you're 20 minutes from being 28 Mm -hmm. and um guess what you weren't able to do anything you wanted
0: yeah this is and it's it's
1: like well then don't start a song with the things that frustrate you and then end it with but everything's gonna be okay because i know that in one year i'm gonna look be looking in the mirror and i'm still not gonna have everything i want
0: right it's escapism, you know, more so than it's empowerment.
1: Yeah. I think this song will work for me again if I ever have a daughter. Yeah. And I need to hear that again yeah. to have, like, hope for
0: a young girl. But, like, the thing about this is is I know that this comes from a personal space for her writing it, because I can tell. Oh, for sure, that, yeah. Like, I can tell the thought process here, um the eurovision youtube has been doing these like little little vignette videos called music first where they interview all of the artists uh asking a couple of questions about their song and like their songwriting process and everything that i've been telling you earlier is is like what i re- remember montaigne saying about the song of it being like all she of these, wants to be close to of, her
1: mother cause she, because she can't see her because of covid is i don't
0: crazy? know if that's exactly it but oh. it's like you know coming off of a long phone call and being like i want to be closer
1: Oh like, like physically. physically but oh. then also
0: but then also probably like emotionally I don't know that's how I read it I read it as like I want to be able to be emotionally close to my mother which is a more interesting thought.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's more relatable to me. <laughs> sure,
0: yeah. But all that said, like, I, I can tell that it's like, oh, I'm writing all these frustrating things, but I don't want to make a morose song just about, like, bad things. And I want to, like, you know, we are all feeling sad enough. So I do want to, like, lift myself up. So I'm also writing the uplifting part into the song. I get the impulse. I just don't think she didn't it's quite tie a, it up. It's just not quite as perfectly neat. but that counters even if it's even if like i want to be close to my mother is coming off of a phone call with your mother who's far away just purely physically
1: even if you like love your mother
0: <laughs> right that as a thought to me is more interesting than alex callier saying i was writing the wrong place with uh, charlotte Fourier, the young girl because, Of course, he was.
1: Why does he keep working with such long, young girls? Um, so d- just
0: say, saying, like, at some point, we just said that we liked Johnny Cash, and we were like, Ooh, let's write him into the song. I'm like, Yeah, that's nothing. That to me is nothing. That's Heck
1: not fuck. that reveals
0: <laughs> that reveals nothing about you. That is not interesting in the narrative because it just came out of like a random conversation and every time I hear him talking about songwriting with women it's like we had a conversation and I picked up this part and we were like "Oh, let's put that into the song and it's just like what is that
1: stop hanging out with girls but Jessica or Montaigne
0: saying I can't I like I had that and I started writing from there and like I, I I put this in. That at least is like, an interesting
1: process. Okay,
0: that's an interesting process and it's like that is also the origin of where that song comes from. You know? Cool. Like that's like okay, that's that's a line that that triggered that sparked the song. I like hearing that more than like, where did we come up with don't wear my Johnny Cash t-shirt? And now I'm shitting on Hooverphonic. So anyway, that's that. Now we both shit on a song yeah.
1: <laughs> in this episode. We promise this is not going to be that podcast.
0: What's your favorite female historical figure?
1: My favorite um, uh, Hypatia. Okay. Tell me about her. Hypatia um, was... You
0: have three minutes, it's a Eurovision song.
1: Oh my gosh, what? no, <laughs> name a woman.
0: <laughs> name a woman, what, any woman. Any uh,
1: woman. Hypatia was an ancient Greek um, lecturer in physics. Uh, the only female one at the Library of Alexandria before it got burned for the second time because it, it burned once and then the Christians came and burned it again.
0: The bastards. The bastards.
1: The bastards fantastic movie with uh, Rachel Weisz and Oscar Isaac, dreamiest man alive uh, called Agora about her. She was incredible. She uh, was the daughter of a very notable physicist and philosopher and uh, took his theories way further Mm -hmm. uh, commanded the respect of like classes full of all men um and she famously uh when uh, one of her students played by Oscar Isaac publicly humiliated her by confessing his love to her and saying how perfect and beautiful she was sure. she famously reached into her undergarments into her underwear and took out the bloody rag full of period blood she had and threw it at him okay <laughs> And was like, yeah, I'm so beautiful and pure and perfect. Shut the fuck up, bro. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Hypatia was this, like, super genius. I I love her so much. Now, is
0: that a woman you identify with?
1: No, because I'm very dumb.
0: Okay, but is that someone you look up to?
1: Oh, very much, yeah. So if
0: you were to write a song about, like, a woman that you would, like, compare yourself to...
1: Ooh. I mean, my favorite historical woman... (laughs) who isn't bad historical is is connie converse that's the one that i identify with the most and the one that i yeah look up to and i would write a song about connie converse before i write a song about hypatia she was a brilliant songwriter who disappeared yeah there there was a disappearance and Mm -hmm. people don't know if she died somewhere or if she just left because she was sick of writing songs and started a life somewhere else. And she has one album, only one, uh, called How Sad, How Lovely. And it is my favorite album of all time. It is the most beautiful music I've ever heard in my life. So if I were to write a song about Connie Converse, it would be... I would approach it in a very silly fashion, because she was very silly. Mm. I would have, I would try and write a Connie Converse song.
0: Right, you wouldn't go, you wouldn't go the biographical route.
1: I wouldn't just talk about, I wouldn't just do like the <laughs> the thing that uh, Ron Swanson does in Parks and Rec. When he has to give like a speech about an accomplished woman or something when she's getting an award and he has to give a speech about her but he refuses to like give empty praise so she's just like, she is a woman, she worked at this school for 30 years, she has won this award, (laughs) just giving like facts about her life and everyone in the audience is like crying and clapping.
0: <laughs> I'm asking this, of course, because our next song is what we in the industry call a biographical banger. A Biographical banger about Hume. Uh, well, last year she came at us with a song about Cleopatra. Did she? <laughs> uh, but this year, Azerbaijan is sending uh, Samira Effendi with a song about Matahari.
1: Matahari.
0: The spy? What do you know about Matahari?
1: Matahari was a Russian spy? Maybe Interesting. not Russian. Matahari was a spy, like an international super spy okay. or whatever. Is she the one that got found out when she gave birth and cursed in her native language?
0: Whoa, who is that? That's not her, but who's who is that the story of?
1: There is a story about, like, this spy... Who was really, really good and went deep undercover and got pregnant while undercover. Ooh! And she didn't get found out until she was giving birth, Yikesy. and she cursed in pain Jesus. in her native language. And I don't remember who it was, but that story has stuck with me forever because the most badass shit I ever heard. Okay. It's like I'm, I'm a, I'm a Belgian spy, and like as I'm giving birth, I just yell God <laughs> for
0: <laughs> well, I can tell you for sure, uh, Matahari was not uh, that person. Uh, let's see what we can find out about Matahari from uh, Effendi's song. This is Azerbaijan's entry for this year's Eurovision Song Contest.
1: Oh, can I do an honorable mention of another famous historical woman <laughs> that I love? Sure. Honorable mention: Artemisia Gentileschi, amazing painter. Painter. Also, uh, Rachel Rush. Also, an amazing, amazing painter. Um, <laughs> shit! Fuck women. <laughs> I have to talk about women. Hang on, Mary Shelley.
0: <laughs> Ooh, Mary Shelley is a is a good one.
1: Frankenstein, like fucking
0: rules. It's such a good book. <laughs> uh, but it, but it, but anyway, none of those women. Uh, she she sang a song about Cleopatra last year. Uh, had to come back with a new one, so they gave her a song about Matahari. Go for it. Go for a different woman. Why not do it? You know, history repeats itself? I don't know. Uh, this is Azerbaijan. It's Matahari. Just like Cleopatra. Stop saying Cleopatra.
1: Let's, start a fire. Let's go. Oh, what, the, what the fuck was that? Hey. Ma, 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 ma. Look at your face.
0: Let's get the obvious shit out of the way first, okay?
1: Obvious shit. There's so much obvious shit about this song. Yeah, so
0: let's let's get it out of the way first.
1: First, okay. Fir- first, first of all, move your face. Move your face. If you're gonna be like a sexpot, seductress, spy woman, move your
0: face. Yeah. Seduce me. Okay, that's... Well, you gotta keep your poker face on you. You don't gotta reveal your... You don't wanna reveal your true intentions. You only wanna be moving your body, which... She also doesn't do! That's that's the obvious point I wanted to go at, is... She is fucking terrible at dancing. She's
1: not good at dancing! She is a
0: fucking not horrendously bad dancer. Um, that's that. That's what I wanted to get out of the way. Uh, then there's the, Then there's the fact that this is honestly... One of the cheapest sounding songs that I have ever heard at Eurovision. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> no, the fucking like when it speeds up at, in that it's last so part cheap. and there's just like a guitar loop. And it's just like it sounds bad. I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's all of you. This song sounds bad. Okay, sorry. That was me. I couldn't hold it in back to you.
1: I mean, it does sound kind of bad
0: though. <laughs> you agree? So you agree?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, but I I love how bad this sounds. Yeah. Like it it is hilarious. This is so
0: funny. It's It's doubly funny because Cleopatra, you know, you know, it 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 did slap. It had the exact same structure as this. Um, it had a breakdown at the end where- <laughs> Did I it start th- with, I'm a
1: queen? Yes, I'm
0: a queen. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm, I'm the queen e- of Egypt. I'm the queen of Egypt. I'm an Egyptian queen. I'm a queen.
1: I'm a spy. I'm a no, spy. No, no, no. I'm
0: a godless spy. I'm a spy.
1: I'm a godless spy? What does that mean?
0: Well, that brings Is us- she an atheist? Well, that brings us to the most important part. What did you learn about Matahari from that song?
1: Um she poisoned her targets. Sure. Poisoned water.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um she was an atheist? Yeah. She um had sex. Okay. For information. Did she say that? No, but if she's a spy, I'm going to assume that army of lovers means
0: army of lovers. I will say that's probably the best line in terms of like actually saying something about the historical figure Matabari. Tell um, me about her army of lovers. Please. But as far as the song goes, uh, when she says army of lovers, is followed by like ah, a sound, right? Mm. That is a sample from Crucified by the Army of Lovers.
1: That's sick as hell.
0: So, her saying "Army of Lovers" is not a Matahari reference. It's just an excuse to sample a line from Crucified. Which <laughs> is like, okay, so, so forget what I said. It doesn't say anything about uh, the historical figure.
1: But what's Matahari's army of lovers then?
0: Okay, uh, is there anything else that you're like? Now I know that about Matahari that you like. You expect like I'm gonna tell you about the real historical figure here.
1: Okay, we've gotten
0: all the obvious shit out of the way.
1: I've already forgotten most of this song, so um, <laughs> give me the facts, Sunny Jim. Just you and me and the Wikipedia page for
0: Matahari, just like this girl. I've made my own
1: uh Ooh, well, you I did I, your own research? This is the
0: f- this is the first research I did this year. Because after I heard this song, I thought, well this can't be right. This sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry to whoever is listening who doesn't want to hear it, but this sucks.
1: Do people like love this song?
0: It's it's a mixed bag.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Matahari was born in Leiden. What? In 1876. She's Dutch. As Margareta Zeller, she was a Dutch exotic dancer. She's Dutch. Yeah.
1: Insane. Okay. Already, I'm just imagining
0: like <laughs> she's a Calder. Yeah. So when she when she was 18. She married a captain, Rudolf McLeod, who served in the Royal Netherlands East Indies Army.
1: Rudolf McLeod, my new D&D character.
0: She did so uh, after responding to his personal ads in the newspaper, looking for, like, someone to date.
1: Sounds like an extremely Dutch thing to do, yeah. Uh,
0: Later on in her life, she would uh, claim at some point that she had always been attracted to men in uniforms. Uh, essentially that to me is the army of lovers. She is a fucking army. She's an army. She was an army fucker. Like she was attracted to people who served in the military. Okay. That's essentially that.
1: That was her fetish. It It was her uh, sexual fetish. Is what
0: she later on said. Um, so anyway, we've got, we've got ourselves a Dutch woman who married a, a captain who served in the, the Royal Netherlands East Indies army. Uh, they moved to the East Indies, um, where she decided to really submerge herself in the culture which included joining local dance groups. Uh, they had a daughter and a son there, uh, but when the son died, the cracks started showing in their marriage, and they moved back to the Netherlands, where, you know, things, things didn't get much better. Uh, so in 1903, she moved to Paris, uh, and after a few years of modeling, she started using like those dance moves that she had uh, learned in Indonesia, uh, and began performing as a sort of burlesque striptease dancer, utilizing an uh, erotic exoticism uh, under the stage name Matahari, which she also picked up in the East Indies. It, Do we it, know what that means? It's Malaysian for uh, "eye of the day," or like as a phrase, it means the the sun. Sick. Um, so she really, really played that up and became very popular with uh, horny socialites. Who were very into what they thought was an exotic woman. Ooh. But was really just a white woman making a career out of cultural appropriation.
1: Incredible.
0: Yeah. So the fact That's that That's so she,
1: problematic of her. Yeah. The
0: fact that she began traveling around the world uh, gave rise to the rumors that she was a spy. Uh, but she was still allowed to do a lot of traveling because, because Netherlands, the Netherlands were like neutral in, in, the, in the conflict at the time.
1: And Netherlands were um, were the big traders. They were the only people allowed into Japan. Exactly. Yeah. The only non-Japanese people allowed into Japan.
0: And then you know, add to that the fact that she was a self-proclaimed army fucker. Uh, the the rumors that she was like spying around uh, obviously added up. So eventually, she was accused uh, by the French of, of having been a German spy during the First World War, uh, and and the French justice system alleged that she in fact admitted to those crimes. Uh, she still tried to convince like the outside world that she was innocent, yeah, by being like, yeah, men in uniform are hot. I don't even care where they're from. I'm like, eh, I don't have any like political allegiances. I just want to fuck men who wear uniforms. I guess there's some power in that, uh, but the French still killed her in 1917. Of course, they did. She was executed. Um, the like the the rumors about that whole situation are that possibly she was in fact like spying for both sides, uh, and the French, you know, didn't want that, and that's why they like you know executed her. The other rumors are that she, in fact, was spying for the French. The Germans found that out and implicated her like tried to make it seem as if she was also spying for them upon oh. which the french accused her of spying for the germans uh which is the theory that i find the most compelling because it it, it shows yeah, that's
1: what you write the movie it about. shows a
0: betrayal of like you know justice by the french being like well we we already have information on you and and just that's the most compelling narrative literally. yeah Given that no one claimed her body, uh, rumors have it that her remains were given to an anatomical museum in Paris that displayed the remains of notorious criminals, uh, which seems like a very like early 20th century kind of Ooh. nasty thing to do. Um, and apparently in, in 2002 the New York Times reported that a recent inventory of their collection of that museum uh, revealed that her head had vanished. Where did it go? for that they used the excellent headline Matahari heads off fanfatals <laughs> skull swipe from museum um but yeah that 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 just goes to show that she became like the archetypal archetypal um fanfatal and the legends and stories about her life were riddled with these these different accounts and different um, mysterious riddles and lies
1: she was just some Dutch bitch from
0: Leeward. It's just a lot of back and forth, or whether or not she was actually guilty. But yeah, she she was a Dutch woman who who picked up uh, an an Indonesian persona and used that for her dancing. And if you put it like that, you're like, sounds like hypothetically she could have just been a dancer <laughs> who went through many countries
1: and had a lot of sex
0: with people in like military important positions, which was either. A bad idea on her part Like either that was really dumb of her Because Either
1: she was really smart Or she was really
0: right. stupid And it's just like I don't know um, And which, which leads to people Making this sort of like victim Or victimizer thing Narrative around her But I'm like I'm sure there's a middle ground in there
1: Should we write the Matahari biopic?
0: Like to me that seems really reductive Like why would she either trick men Or be a naive woman tricked by men right like there's perfectly a middle ground where she's just
1: where she, where she like a
0: sexual being
1: she's a sexual person who likes I, to have sex with men in uniform that ends up in her picking up important information and then getting offered money to Speak on that right, information like it's, it's and taking the, that offer, and then being like, "Well, I get to make my main hobby my profession sure, it's like I'm my willing main to, hobby I'm willing to believe that that
0: found. is exactly what happened there. yeah, um, the thing about like making a matahari biopic is that you know pe- people have done it, and it has often resulted in like yeah, reductive takes on the story to which point matahari is is more of a concept of a spy. Than a reference to the actual Dutch woman historical Dutch woman who, who she who performed as Matahari. What she did not do was what oh, right. ca- was cast a spell on people, uh, make anyone drink her poisonous <laughs> water.
1: Is that like eating her pussy?
0: <laughs> oh! I had, <laughs> I had not taken that interpretation. But I like it.
1: <laughs> Lap up my poisonous procedures.
0: Lap up my poisonous water. Um anyway, this song uh, is bad as a song and worse as a historical document. <laughs> um Well, it's not a historical document.
1: A historical document yes, would be Sorry,
0: okay, yes. Ooh, sorry. her journal sorry, or something. Sorry that you're getting pedantic at me. <laughs>
1: listen.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm just saying I did a better job uh, at my drunk history just now.
1: Oh, Mata Hari would be so good, it would be a good drunk to talk history. about like untouched drunk history. Because... The problem is you can't really do Dutch drunk history without every single episode being about either the tulip craze or the slave trade.
0: They got a lot of painters that they can just talk about like their lives. Sure, yeah uh they could talk like about you know specific slave traders um the, about how um, the um uh, the
1: the uh bilden, bilden
0: yeah
1: fucked up all the churches
0: um there's a lot of interesting dutch history um any anyway like Matahari apparently i find it interesting to sing a song about Matahari when Eurovision is in the netherlands very true. I hadn't even thought of that. I don't know if that Has is. Has she been called out on this at all? I don't know if that is good or bad, but what's important about this is that I think there are three Dutch songwriters on this song. Read a Wikipedia article, guys! And between the three of them, it's clear they have not opened the Wikipedia page for Matahari. Because there's not a single line in the song about cultural appropriation, <laughs> <laughs> which is a which is really interesting. That to me is is actually the most interesting part of this. Is like how do we deal with that? Like you're referencing a, a, a yeah. like a figure with like musical motifs, and there's this dance song moves. would be so
1: cool if it was like a Parisian burlesque song.
0: Right, if it was more about, like, the erotic dancing, which is also, like, that's not what she's doing.
1: No, she's doing bad dancing.
0: (laughs) She's clearly going for, like, the idea of empowerment, of this being, like, a figure to, like, be identified with, but I don't quite... It doesn't say what or why it says nothing. It's just, like, I'm a spy. I'm gonna kill you. And it's like, okay... Did she kill people? No. Not that, not that we know of. She
1: just had poisonous pussy. She just
0: had. She just had a,
1: she she just had a pH
0: imbalance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. You have to keep bleeping me out on this podcast. I don't think that one's that bad. Uh, I'm yeah. Um, and then there's obviously the final thing that uh, I'm gonna say now, and then we're gonna move on to the next song. Armenia is not participating in this year's Eurovision Song Contest.
1: Oh yeah, I was like, oh, we were talking about. Azerbaijan <laughs> this year. Um, Where's Armenia? I,
0: that's why I was mostly here to talk about the historical figure of Matahari.
1: Next song. Uh, well, no. Do, hey, hey, listeners, do your own research on that. Yeah, it's
0: not great. Um, what's What's interesting is that at some point, uh, Effendi, uh, like that's that's perhaps the only way in which I could see her being like Matahari uh, is that she has expressed some support for the Azeri military. Uh, so she's also an army fucker. Which sucks, but Boo. then, but then also, artists being roped into national politics is not an uncommon occurrence. Uh, so, who knows what that whole situation is? It's just I don't like it.
1: Next song,
0: let's go to Russia.
1: I was wondering what that segue was going to be. I was I was hearing <laughs> artists, <laughs> musical artists, rope into national politics, and I was like, Are we going to Russia next?
0: Um. So, uh, do you remember what what Russia brought us last year? No. They brought us Little Big and UNO! How, how could you— Oh, prevent- God
1: damn it! I fucking banned it from my memory because I hated it so much!
0: It, it was very unclear if Russia was going to, uh, you know, do a double and uh, make UNO the duo and send uh, Little Big a second time. Uh, to the point that they announced a national selection, uh, a national final to be held on a Monday. Uh, that was going to have three songs, very unclear what that was going to be. The promo did include Little Big, so there was a lot of theorizing like, oh, is this going to be like a selection where they get three songs? Uh, So people tune in on that Monday where they confirm like, no, we are not returning to Eurovision.
1: Ah, what a beautiful birthday present you've just given me. Happy birthday to it's
0: you! It's my birthday. We're passing by. Oh my midday. God! I'm sorry, Eight years old today. Too busy with my history le- lesson to tell you a happy birthday. It's my
1: birthday. I said you had to sing the song. You have to sing the song now.
0: Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mira. HAPPY BIRTHDAY TO YOU Beautiful! Thank you! I'm willing to believe that sounds awful on the out. Oh,
1: absolutely! It's my birthday! And for my birthday, I get to choose what we do, and I want to talk about Russia's Eurovision song
0: oh, okay. <laughs>
1: for my birthday. Great,
0: great. So they had a little national selection on a Monday, uh, you know, as a treat, um, which was won by Manisha and her song "Russian Woman."
1: Russian Woman, and is she a Russian woman?
0: Well, yes. Um, but the interesting thing about Manisha is, um, and I think this, I think this is worth saying as like a, a preamble, uh, is that she is of uh, Tajik heritage, so she's from Tajikistan.
1: Oh, okay.
0: She has, you know, throughout her career, like kind of you know try to assimilate fit in better with the ideal of of russian um but has been has been like yeah uh, exploring that that heritage more in her work the the thing the thing is that despite being a russian citizen she is not ethnically russian right right um so in the wake of this this song being chosen that has made her the target of of some you know mean spirited internet uh comments from uh, Russian racists of course um, but the song Makes the song sense. itself you know touches on that to some extent uh, you know by being called Russian woman she does own powerful she does own that identity um, so um, before I get into more of that why don't we uh, go and have a listen to Russia's entry for this year's Eurovision Song Contest it's Manesia and Russian woman
1: awesome yeah give it to me Теперь зарубите себе на носу Я вас не виню, а себя я чертовски люблю I gotta admit because I think this is really good but it's a Russian entry so I'm like what's what's the angle
0: that is that is where that's where we all found ourselves very surprised because it's very unlike Russia to send an artist with her own identity her own agenda, like her integrity. own message, her own integrity, and to have all that genuinely be intact and hold up to any sort of scrutiny, which this does.
1: I have not been this attracted to anyone since Deborah Scarlet.
0: I love that for you. I <laughs> happy, mean, birthday. <laughs> happy birthday!
1: Happy <laughs> birthday to me. Um, not, not anyone in general, of course. There's you, but like in your in Eurovision women. Since Deborah Scarlet, I've been like, yeah, lots of pretty girls. I'm in love with her. Her face. Her face is so beautiful. Mm, Her body, when she like, yeah, pulls the the jumpsuit aside, I caught fire.
0: (laughs) She's so hot to me. I'm, mm, Hello. The, I'm, just, I'm just saying it's a good sign that this has been the, the, the uh, and, and it sucks to say that, but it's a good sign that this has received a lot of backlash in Russia itself. It's yeah. a good sign that people have complained about its feminist message, which is arguably the, the least offensive and the most baseline feminist message that you can say, which is, hey, women, you're strong enough to break the wall. That's it. Oh, she's going around breaking walls. As <laughs> men, we build these walls.
1: The men build the walls.
0: Why women break? Okay, this is a little... This is not good. <laughs> I mean, this is not good. About. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> she moves her face.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's what I That's, that's why I I'm meant. so attracted
1: yeah. to her. She just moves her face a lot. She's
0: funny. Even if you don't know what she's saying, she puts so much, like... Emotion and 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 yeah, just put so much personality in in every word uh that like even if I don't get it, I know that she's like you know mocking certain phrases and that she's like playing little characters all throughout the thing. It's just it's just so you love fun. To see it. It's just so fun to watch. And then once you get overwhelmed with like, okay, this is like a lot of talking. Yeah, it goes into the fucking like. Pleading the the chant, you know the yeah, Russian the, chant. The, the
1: Russian chant.
0: Um, it just that just comes out of nowhere.
1: It's so good.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: No, of course, of course you do. I it's
0: love good. It.
1: But what's the angle? What do you mean?
0: I'm I'm not saying everything I'm saying as like a there's no but to this, which is what's really weird.
1: That's the but to me, yeah.
0: However. Consider that what I said. This national selection was announced kind of randomly. The acts were not previously, like, announced who was going to be participating. No one said Manish is going to be in there, an artist who has, like, done cultural stuff in her work. Three acts, this did get selected, so, like, it held up to, you know, a televote. And then that was done. You had your act. So whatever else, like, criticism comes internally... Act's been selected, and it was chosen. It's got like ostensibly backing from the people. So any sort of like backlash politically against it
1: doesn't matter. Doesn't
0: matter because
1: act's been chosen because
0: it's been chosen. I don't know to to what extent there has been like you know that that is something that has actively been been thought about very much. But I find it. I mean, I I'm just like that's that's great. Whoever was in charge here. Uh this is this is the kind of stuff you love to see and Russia has like a lot of music uh and it's like a big country it's like that kind of music like this is what there is a lot of but that you don't hear because what Russia sends to Eurovision is is the big pop superstars with you know uh some shit <laughs> Some shit that like is usually a very clean message of peace, but this is specifically like yeah, like the it, it has made people angry because this isn't like a, a bringing forward good stuff about Russia. Like this is about
1: the real people, the real in people. Russia. Yeah,
0: I don't know. It's very strange. It doesn't feel like it. You, I get it. You're like, where's the angle? Because it doesn't feel like this should be at Eurovision if there's no angle. It doesn't feel like Russia would send it unless there's like a little hidden Are they trying to
1: humanize here. themselves? No, they're it's like no because it it's real. It she is a, real. she is a
0: real artist with a real song um which is great. I love I that. love
1: it. It's yeah, it's so good.
0: Uh some of my favorite lyrics of this are oh, the, yeah, give me. are uh the opening lines uh fields 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 I'm so small fields 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 i'm too small
1: oh i love that that's that gets me
0: amazing there's a lot of references here that i'm told don't really translate because they play with like russian poems and like it it just it it just culturally does a lot in russian i'm told that i like i don't think i can relate i don't have all the layers for it
1: that's a where you're like, oh well then don't send it to Eurovision. I'm like, no, Please absolutely send that to Eurovision. I want that that peek into the real culture.
0: This uh, is why yeah. I want
1: people to fucking send native language songs. Uh
0: she does a little play on like catcalling in it. Uh as you can probably tell yeah. from the way that she is, it's like, hey beauty, are you waiting for your prince? Hey, you're um, you're 30, where are your kids? You're cute, but you should lose some weight. Like, there's just a lot of like that in rapid succession, and then you know, and then there's there's the the Russian chant. The official Eurovision.tv page translates it as: "They just fight. They always fight. Go round and round to just fight, but they never pray." A boy without a father, a girl with no dad. This broken family cannot break me. Um, which I think simultaneously speaks to real situations. Of, of, of literal broken families but also speaks to a, a country divided you know
1: I, I think it also is a specific reference because she talked about breaking the wall yeah and pink floyd's the wall is specifically about a boy growing up without a father because his father died in a men's war
0: Right. Yeah. There's okay. There's a there's an interesting parallel to draw there. Yeah.
1: I only know this because I recently saw a YouTube video essay about Pink Floyd's The Wall. Not because I've actually seen that movie recently. Men do be fighting though.
0: Yeah. Um. I. I just think. I think it's that. Um. But obviously, it is like yeah. People go to people go to war. You send you send the men to war, and children grow up without parents mm. because of that, and that is.
1: They grow up without fathers, and then they start resenting their mothers. Yeah, and it's like because okay. their mothers and aren't enough, and then
0: they're Russian, and their 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 mothers are Russian women who, yeah, aren't enough. But you know, every Russian woman needs to know you're strong enough. You're gonna break the wall. Is like both for the mothers, and it's for the 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 you know the fatherless children, uh, be they, be they boy or girl, which is really which is a really interesting thing to tack on there, but also just. it- it it just feels- it just feels so heavy, it feels like such a big release in the song, uh, and then to know like, okay, that's what that is, I'm like, yeah, that- that works for me. I also need to add, which, uh, I didn't, but she has openly shown support for, uh, the LGBT community, which- Um, is, yeah, yet another reason that, of course, some people in Russia are like, she's not representing Russian values. I'm like, yeah, great, I don't want Russian values represented, but I do, I just want Russian values to mean something differently, you know?
1: Yeah. I want any
0: country to, like, quote-unquote, represent its values. That's often a thing, is, like, when there's a controversy in a country itself, it's like, no, this person isn't representing the country, isn't representing their values, and, Yes, yes you just... hear that a lot more from Russia, from countries that do have political conflict that doesn't feel... align with like the Western perspective um, and that, that can can manufacture this sort of like West versus East narrative, right? Like, yeah. there's always that. Most important point is just that I think this is great. It's um, a good it's a I good think this thought. is really great. Yeah,
1: see, I can't say much more about it other than... Um what what's her name again manesia manesia um if you're free on thursday uh i am also free on thursday so call me on thursday if you are free and uh we can you know like go hang out we can't because of covid but like um can we maybe date okay <laughs> oh i'm sorry i i am am still deeply in love with you my it's beloved fine. co-host I, I don't i don't mind it's fine i i would just also like to date her yeah no
0: i get it it's fine <laughs> i understand i mean i get it <laughs>
1: And also, I I want to amend what I said earlier when I said like I haven't been attracted to anyone as much as her as her since Deborah Scarlet. There was, of course, also Sarah. Hat.
0: Yeah, but like that's a man.
1: That's a man. That's a different kind of attraction. But we cannot deny the raw sexual energy.
0: Oh, one more important. Oh, go ahead. Little thing I want to share with you, just because I think it's it is it is fun and it is interesting. Uh, The, the, allegedly, apparently, the costume that she's going to be wearing at Eurovision is going to be made from different fabrics from across Russia.
1: And I just felt
0: like I had to say that because you're into fabrics right now. I'm so into fabrics Um, right now. But it just even, it, it, it so strengthens every single concept in this. Of the like, the Russian identity. God, that's so
1: hot. Not her. being
0: a singular, like you know, culturally, uh, uh, ethnically Russian is not culturally Russian, or even like all these different cultures are still Russia, the country. There's uh, a lot of Russian. Uh, it's the whole idea around. of like what Russia shares to the outside world is is you know one thing what they send to Eurovision, the 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 you know, the P the songs, <laughs> all of that. That's one thing that exists, but there's all of these other things then there's you know the whole like broken family idea like yeah different different patches it just is
1: it's cool oh, that it's is so cool.
0: good that's like the best i hope it looks good and i'm sure it will but i'm like that's just the best kind of like costume storytelling that i can remember i want you know? I'm to just see like, that it. sounds great i want to so it
1: so bad it's going to um, look so cool. I
0: really, really, really hope this isn't unappealing to people.
1: It might be, you know...
0: But, you know, if if that is the case, then that's unfortunate. Fuck
1: those people. Uh,
0: Fuck those people too, yeah. No, I know, but I just... It's a lot going on in the song, and you don't immediately look at the, the context beneath it because it is mostly in Russian, which... Fortunately, a large part of Europe, Europe does speak Russian. So they will they will connect to that. I'm just not sure how Western Europe is gonna to respond to it, but I hope that the this is another one where like I hope that the commentators do their homework.
1: Do their fucking jobs. Um and
0: as far as that goes, like the the there has already been like some little interest pieces on the BBC. So like I think this story is interesting enough for it to be something commentators want to talk about. Um, which is also good. amazing uh, so yeah, I, I hope I hope she does well. um i'm i, I make no predictions, but i I, I really enjoy this. Uh, this is another one that I like you like really listening to just because of like its layeredness and like seeing her. I want to see more and more and more performances of this, basically. Let's wait for your revision when we'll be seeing this hopefully as many times as possible. Uh, <laughs> oh
1: God, I hope so too. Let's end it here i have to go enjoy my birthday
0: yeah yeah happy birthday indeed join us next time we'll be talking about more songs from this year's eurovision song contest in the meantime follow us on twitter at Eurodivision and tell your friends about the show write a little tweet write a little review on itunes or podcast addict or whichever platform you're using that'll really help us out thank you for listening and we'll see you next time good night europe good night europe